Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. You're listening to the Qalam Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Lives of the Prophets by Mufti Hussein Kamani. Before we get into the session, I wanted to share a quick message with you all. Alhamdulillah, since 2011 until now, we have made a commitment here at Qalam to the podcast. All of our instructors are on the Qalam Podcast contributing, recording, and delivering different series and sessions to you. So that no matter where you are, what's going on, you are able to continue to learn and grow and increase the understanding of your religion. What we ask you to do, aside from continuing to listen and sharing the podcast with family and friends, is go to supportqalam.com. Supportqalam.com. Go there and be a part of the cause. Get your own stake and share in the reward of all the good that is going on and be a part of the solution. Go there, donate, be a part of the solution, share the link with family and friends, and be, let's all of us work together to bringing the proper understanding of Islam and the education of the religion to all the people all around the world. Jazakumullahu khairan. Thank you very much for listening. Now on to the session. Why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put Ayyub through this difficulty? This is something I started off the lecture with. And I shared all the stories that people say that it was this wrong thing he did, that wrong thing he did. And I don't like any of those interpretations because all of those interpretations assume that karma is a thing. That every time you face difficulty in your life, it's because you're being punished by Allah. This is a very big disease we have in our community. People can't appreciate difficulty as a blessing from Allah. Shaytan and co. have ran such a strong campaign in our life. Shayateen and insi wal jinn, both of them, have ran such a strong campaign in our life that every difficulty is equated to a punishment from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When in reality, that's not the case. I always reflect over an incident that occurred in my house once. You know, when I used to live in Chicago, I had a study room upstairs. And in my study room, on all the walls, from top to bottom, every corner of the wall in that study room was covered in books. And in the middle, I had this big work table with my computer on there, and I would study. So when I would do my work, my research for my classes, my son would sit on the other side, Muhammad, and do his homework. One day what happened was that I was sitting in my study room doing my, my work, doing some reading and some research for a class. And Muhammad was sitting on the other side doing his work. At this time, maybe he was five or six years old. He was young. And he had been given some work at school, some homework. He was doing his work. I turned around to grab a book. When I turned back around, Muhammad was sitting there crying. Now, as a parent, when you see your child crying, what happens to your heart? It hurts. So I said, Muhammad, why are you crying? He said, Abba, my teacher hates me. I thought maybe there was some bullying going on, some discrimination. And I was in fury that you're my, my son? You're in trouble. This is over. So I said, Berta, how do you know your teacher hates you? He said, Abba, don't you see how much homework she gives me? <laughs> you know how we all laugh at that? The angels must be laughing at us. You think Allah hates you? Really? Really? Allah's trying to get you to a maqam that you're worthy of, that He wants to see you in. Allah wants to see you close to the angels. And here you're complaining that my hand hurts, I'm writing, my teacher hates me. Allah never hated you. Allah loved you. 
That's why, why was Ayyub tested? Instead of creating up random stories of maybe it was this, intimidation, he was afraid, he was being punished and blah blah blah. Why don't we let the Qur'an tell us why he was being tested? Should I tell you what the Qur'an says why he was being tested? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, رَحْمَةً مِنْ عِنْدِنَا That's why he was being tested. It might not fit your agenda of karma, but that's what the Qur'an says. And you know what? I'll stick with what the Qur'an says. Why was Allah testing him? رَحْمَةً مِنْ عِنْدِنَا It was a mercy from us. It was a gift from us. وَذِكْرَى لِلْعَابِدِينَ And as a reminder for people that will come after. That even worshippers are tested by Allah. Even the beloved servants are tested by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is an incident that the Ashab al-Sir, the scholars of biographies of narrators, quote. This is a very beautiful narration. I read this narration 15 years ago. How many years ago? 15 years ago, when I was a student, I read this narration. And then today, earlier on, I was reading, preparing for today's class, and for some reason, as I read regarding the story of Ayyub salam, this story was just stuck in my mind, this narration. So I wanted to share this narration with you guys, because I think it fits and pulls it all together very well. The person who narrates this incident, his name is Abdullah. Qala Abdullah. Kharajtu ila sahir al-bahri murabitan. That I once exited to the coastal area as a murabit. Murabit is someone who looks over the borders, someone who guards the frontier. Wakara rabatuna yawma idin arish misr. We were safeguarding and protecting the coastal area of where? Arish. Are you guys familiar with Arish? If you look on the map of Egypt, you'll find this area called Arish. It's a coastal area. He said, that's where we were situated. That's where we were located. He said, while I was there, I was one day just walking, you know, just guarding the lands. And then all of a sudden in front of me, I saw this tent. Khayma. Fiha rajulun. Inside the tent, there was a man. I could hear some noise. I went close to the tent. I peeked inside. I looked inside. He was a guard, he was checking. He said, I went inside. Fiha rajulun yadahu wa His hands and feet were gone. He couldn't hear, he couldn't see. There was not a limb of his that was able to benefit him except for his, his tongue. And this man was lying on the ground, barely able to see, barely able to hear, with his hands and feet gone. And he was saying, Allahumma awzi'ni an ahmadaka hamdan ukafi'u bihi shukra ni'matik allati an'amta biha alayya wa faddaltani ala kathirin mimman khalaqa tafdila. Oh Allah, give me the ability that I praise you in a way that I can fulfill the right of thanking you for your blessings upon me and for you giving me virtue over a large portion of your creation. Qala al-Awza'i, Awza'i says, Qala Abdullah, that Abdullah said, Qultu wallahi, Abdullah said, well, I took an oath, la'atiyanna hadha al-raju wa la'as'alannahu, anna lahu hadha al-kalam. That I made an oath that I was going to go to this man and ask him, Where, why are you saying this? Where do these words come from? Look at you, you're broken, and you're making dua like this. Where did you learn these words from? So he said, I came to this man, and I asked him, that, where did you learn these words from to make dua like this to Allah? 
And also look at your situation and you're making dua to Allah that He favored you, you're broken, you have no benefit to yourself. So that said, that person said, Qala, you look, have you seen what Allah has done to me? And what you've seen from what Allah has done to me. Wallahi law arsala sama alayya naran fahrakatni, wa amar al jibala fadamaratni, wa amar al bihara fagarwakatni, wa amar al arda fabalaatni, mazdatu li rabbi illa shukra. That by Allah, if Allah commanded the skies to send fire and hit me, if Allah commanded the, the mountains to crush me, if He commanded the ocean to drown me, if He commanded the earth to swallow me, I would not increase but in praise of my Lord. Why? Because He's given me the blessing of my tongue. He didn't take this away. I can still do dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He then said to him, Oh young man, oh Abdullah, I need a favor from you. He said, of course, what's the favor? He said, well, you know, there was a young man, my son, that used to serve me. He was the one that would feed me. He was the one that would take me for salah. He was the one that would give me water when I was thirsty. That I haven't seen my son for three days. So can you please go and find him for me? Look around here and there. You're a young man, you look strong, go find him. So فقلت, he said, I said in return, Wallahi, there is no, no, effort or no service that I'd want to offer right now more beloved than this because you look like you need help and I'm going to go find that guy. So فَمَضَيْتُ فِي طَلَبِ الْغُلَامِ I went to search for the young man. He said, فَمَا مَضَيْتُ غَيْرَ بَعِيدٍ I didn't go too far. حَتَّى سُرْتُ بَيْنَ كُثْبَانٍ مِنَ الرَّمَنِ I passed by two hills of sand. فَإِذَا أَنَا بِالْغُلَامِ I'm standing in front of the kid. And what happened? Animals had eaten this child up. And he was lying there dead. فَاسْتَرْجَعْتُ I said, إِنَّا لِلَّهُ وَإِنَّا إِلَّا رَاجِعُونَ وَقُلْتُ And I said, how am I going to go back to that man and tell him the one source of joy he had his child is also dead? So he said, I came back. فَلَمَّا أَتَيْتُهُ سَلَّمْتُ عَلَيْهُ فَرَدَّ عَلَيَّ السَّلَامُ I came back to that person. I said, salam to him. He said, salam to me. فَقَالَ أَلَسْتَ بِصَاحِبِهِ He said, are you not the same man that met me a little while ago? قُلْتُ بَلَى Yes. What have you accomplished with my, my need? فقلت, I said to him, Who is more honorable to Allah? You or Ayyub? So he was lying there and he said, But Ayyub, obviously Ayyub is more honorable. He said, Do you not know? What Allah did to Ayyub salam, how Allah tested him with his wealth, his family, and his health. He said, yes, I do know that. How did Allah find his servant after Allah tested him like this? Allah found him patient, being thankful, and praising Allah. He said, um... They had this long conversation. Anyway, at the end of it, this man, he said to him, That, you know, I went to look for your son and I found him dead. The animals had torn him apart and they had eaten his flesh. May Allah give you sabr. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala greaten your reward. فَقَالَ الْمُبْتَلَى This person who was lying there, he said, 
الحمد لله الذي لم الحمد لله الذي لم يخلق من ذريتي خلقا يعصيه فيعذبه بالنار that all praises for Allah who did not give me a child who would disobey his lord and then be punished in the hereafter ثم استرجع and then he said inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un and then he cried out loud famata he passed away now this abdullah says i said inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un and i thought to myself what a day I was just walking and I saw this man and then I was shocked by him and I went to look for a son amazed there and now I'm standing in front of another body right here. He said I sat there for a little while just reflecting over what was going on. I was sitting outside and I was crying and it was such a rough day for me. What happened was fabainama ana qa'id while I was sitting four people passed by. Those four people said ya abdullah ma khaluk wa ma qissatuk that what's your state what's going on what's your story faqassastu alayhim qissati wa qissatuhu i shared with these four men my story and his story faqalu faqalu li ikshif lana an wajhihi they said open his face let us see this waliullah's face as well so when they saw his face these four men started crying and they leaned forward and they kissed him on the forehead and they cried and cried and cried abdullah said i asked them do you know this man they said this man hada abu qulaba al jurami sahib ibn abbas this is a student of abdullah ibn abbas radiyallahu anhu abu qulaba al jurmi or jurmi this this person was one of the greatest narrators of hadith his narrations can be found in bukhari in muslim tirmidhi nasa'i abu dawood all the collections he narrates from abu hurairah radiyallahu anhu so many sahaba he narrates from this from Anas bin Malik radiyallahu anhu this is that great sahabi and the um the abdullah says that i i cried even more and then we took this man we buried him they said regarding him sahib ibn abbas laqad kana shadid al hubb lillah wa lin nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam this man was known for loving allah and his rasulullah and look how allah tested him fa ghasallahu wa kaffannahu bi athwab kanat ma'ana wa sallayna alayhi that we washed his body, we shrouded him with some garments that we had, we buried him. Everyone went off home, I came back to my little camp. When the night settled in, I put my head down. I saw him in my dream. I looked at Abu Qalaba al Jarmi. I saw him in my, um, I saw him in my, uh, uh, in my dream. By the way he's uh, he's Basri. Abu Qalaba is Al-Jarmi Al-Basri. Yeah. He said I saw him in my dream. Fi rawdatin min riyadh al-jannah. Inside a garden from the gardens of paradise. Wa alayhi hullatan min hullal al-jannah. And he is wearing two robes of paradise. Wa huwa yatlu al-wahy. And he was reading the verse of the Quran and looking at this man and now his limbs are all in place. His beauty is there. He's wearing two garments and he's standing in Jannah and he's reading the verse of the Quran. Salamun alaykum bima sabartum May peace be with you as a result of your patience. Salamun alaykum bima sabartum How great was the, the latter home that Allah had prepared for you in the hereafter. Fakultu alasta bi sahibi. I said to him, Aren't you the same guy that I just buried today? He said, yes. 
قلت أن لك هذا I said where did all this come from قال إن لله درجات لا تنال إلا بالصبر عند البلاء والشكر عند الرخاء ما خشيت الله عز وجل في السر والعلانية that there are some places in Jannah Allah has reserved they cannot be gained but through patience when calamity comes but through um, shukr being thankful to Allah when difficulty comes while being fearful of Allah internally and externally going back to the story this story is just full of so many lessons but I'm gonna because we're short on time um, from Ayyub story, we see that he complained and called out to Allah. He told Allah about his pain. Therefore, the scholars deduce from this, even though he complained to Allah, Allah said, Inna wajadnahu sabira. Therefore, complaining when you're facing a difficulty is not contradictory to being patient. Do you guys understand that? Complaining when you're in pain is not contradictory to being patient. Unless the words you use are words of being ungrateful. Now that's a whole different story. Someone is cursing at Allah, angry at Allah, enraged at Allah, now you're being ungrateful. That's no longer sabr. But someone says to Allah, Ya Allah, I'm going through a lot. Ya Allah, my friend circle is becoming small. People are abandoning me. Ya Allah, guide me. Ya Allah, help me. Ya Allah, assist me. Ya Allah, my friends have passed me and I'm sitting here alone. Ya Allah, give me a companion in my life too. Ya Allah, give me a teacher. Ya Allah, give me a mentor. Ya Allah, send someone to hold me by the hand and walk me to the gates of Jannah, just as you sent the Prophet to the Sahaba. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, ridwanullahi alayhi Nothing wrong with making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There are many fawaid of this particular, um, of, this, of the story of, uh, of Ayyub alayhi salam. His patience is there, his reliance on Allah, his trust in Allah. Him remembering Allah in the time of difficulty and how remembering Allah at the time of difficulty is a true blessing from Allah. I always share one thing with my students. I tell them that look, there are many pathways to gain spirituality. Do we agree on that? You can do tahajjud, do tilawat al-Qur'an, attend the masjid, build a masjid. There are so many things you can do to gain spirituality. But if you want to gain the fast track to spirituality, when you are afflicted with difficulty, submit yourself to Allah. Be content. Be happy. When you lose someone in your life that's close to you, turn to your heart and just do dhikr of Allah. Because it's that dhikr of Allah that will bring peace to your heart. Trust Allah. Say it verbally, Ya Allah, you are Qadir. You're the one that's in full control. Ya Allah, just don't test me to a point where the test becomes a weaken, a weakening for my, something that, something that weakens my iman and brings shuck in my faith. Ya Allah, never let that happen. Ya Allah, give me firmness. Ya Allah, give me faith. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with you. Allah is your wakil. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is your nasir. Allah's ma'iyah is with the, with the patient ones. Inna allaha ma'asabirin. Do we not see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What was that, sorry? Sorry, I didn't hear you. Oh, I see what you're saying. Allah is with those who, patient, who are patient, who turn towards patience. Now, and there's a, in Surah Baqarah, in verse number 155 to 157, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah says, surely this is going to happen. It's not a matter of if it'll happen, it's a matter of when. 
Sometimes it'll be an element of fear that you're struck with. Or it's hunger. Alhamdulillah, in our community, we haven't dealt with hunger. We have so much food, so much food. But I, you know, I tell you guys this, the Muslims in Syria 20 years ago, if you said to them that they would be faced with hunger and war and they would be refugees, they wouldn't believe you. They had it all. I have friends in America that in summer would go to Syria because they said, America, summer sucks. True story. They said, you know, we're going to go back to Syria and enjoy it there. We're going to parties there. We have fun there. Remember the Quran there. We pray Salah there. You know, all those Syrian families, do you guys know this? What would the Syrian families do every summer? Send all their kids back to Syria. Because it was such a beautiful place. And then the test of Allah came. Today we have food. Today we have no fear. But tomorrow we can come. We shouldn't live in fear of fear coming because that will just destroy the purpose of your living. But rather we should be thankful to Allah for the aman. الَّذِي أَطْعَمَهُمْ مِّن وَآمَنَهُمْ مِّن Ya Allah, you fed us, alhamdulillah. Ya Allah, you gave us safety, alhamdulillah. Sometimes Allah will decrease you by your paycheck going down. You lose a job. anfus, someone will die. thamarat, Or your fruits won't grow. Your agriculture will take a hit. Allah says, Give glad tidings to those that are patient. How? Who are the patient ones? أَصَابَتْهُمْ مُصِيبَةً Those that when they are afflicted with calamity, they say, إِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ This is the philosophy that to Allah we belong and to Allah we return. Allah hasn't taken something that was ours, He's taken something that was His. We thank Him for giving a few moments to us with that person. You know, my mother, rahimahullah, when she passed away, I used to always think to myself that Yes, she left us, and there's pain when you lose your mother, but it's a blessing from Allah that Allah gave me the chance to be her companion, to be her child, to massage her feet, to kiss her on the forehead, to embrace her. Allah gave me this honor for 30 years of my life. Allah could have given me zero years. I would have never known her. But Allah gave me 30 years. What more can I ask from Allah that He gave me 30 years to live under the love of my mother? What more could I ask for? Inna lillah. Those who trust Allah like this, what does Allah say? أُولَٰئِكَ عَلَيْهِمْ صَلَوَاتٌ مِّن رَبِّهِمْ وَرَحْمَةٌ وَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُهْتَدُونَ So if you want to gain that spirituality, when you face calamity, be patient at that time. Iqbal gives the example of the bird that flies at high altitudes. When it faces the thrust of the wind, at that, moment, if it's lift, if, at that moment if it lifts its beak even a little bit, it'll continue to grow. And that difficulty will make it grow. It'll make it, allow it to rise and elevate. But if it lowers its beak at that time, it'll come crashing down. Never give up hope on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ayyub alayhi salam passed away at the age of 140, as some narrations tell us. He lived a very long life, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala restored him to his full blessing. So there are many stories and examples in Ayyub alayhi salam's life. We pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows us to learn these examples. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tested His beloved servant so that we would know until the Day of Judgment that when we struggle, ref- reflect over the story of Ayyub salam. He is a darbul mathal, an example that will be given for as long as time remains. That be patient like the patience of Ayyub. He lost everything, but he didn't give up on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you and I may hit our bumps in our road, but just don't give up. Keep pushing, be a survivor, keep going. 
And just as Ayyub salam's wife was there to support him, as a community, we need to be there to support one another. When someone is struggling, be there for them. You could be the line that keeps them alive. You could be that support that keeps them alive because when everyone abandons you, you lose purpose in life. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us all with sabr. May Allah save us from calamity that will break us. Bless us with difficulty that will raise us. Ibn Taymiyyah said, I prefer a bounty, I prefer a calamity that brings me closer to Allah over a bounty that takes me away from Allah. Ya Allah, if the bounty takes us away from you, keep us away from it too. Because we want to gain closeness to you. And Ya Allah, if it's the difficulty, the, bless, the, 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 the calamity in life that breaks us and makes us wake up for tahajjud and make dua to you, makes us regular in the masjid, then Ya Allah, marhaban. But let the difficulty be one that brings us closer to you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.